turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. This is truly a great time to be alive in this country, and I'm going to tell you why. Those of us who had businesses, operated honestly, made money, knew for decades that these Chicago rat Democrats were nothing more than an organized mafia, an extortion group. And now what you see before you is the undeniable fact that not only everywhere they rule is an absolute ghetto, a failed, corrupt policy where the government assets and apparatchiks are robbing the people blind. It's undeniable. I don't care if you're selling vehicle stickers or if you're in Cook County, uh, the court system, stealing the PPP money. What, you got 63 now? The best part is even their judges and their lawyers that we knew, the honest people, knew for decades were as crooked as Grand Avenue. Now they expose themselves today, and so does the media. As we're in World War III, the Biden administration and their Iran asset that helped negotiate the Iran Treaty was caught on the take, Robert Malley. On the take! And he wasn't the son of this dimwit in diapers, so he couldn't be protected. They delisted the Hooties, minus the blowfish, Kamala, minus the blowfish. They delisted them from the terror watch list, and today they had to put them back on. Uh, look, as you all saw, the United States today designated the Houthis as a specially designated global terrorist group. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, didn't you just take them off two years ago, stupid? Looking back, was it a mistake to take them off of the terrorist list back in 2021? Just, like consideration over these years no let me tell you something honey you're a reporter sack up ask a question like you already know the answer because the rest of us do no again the previous designation was fto foreign terrorist organization which doesn't have quite the measure of flexibility oh does that mean they can still donate to the clinton foundation or they can still bribe the crack smoking sister-in-law banging the whoremongering degenerate son of the now president due to an election theft what exactly was the restrictions let's get very nuanced with how we call the seventh century inbred barbarian goat casanovas uh in terms of humanitarian assistance and so a big reason why we delisted them literally on day one uh was to address a dire dire humanitarian situation on the ground um and as i said today it remains dire whoa 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 talk real fast You delisted them on day one. And now today, you had to put them back on because they're killing Americans. And we lost two SEALs the day before yesterday. So I have decided that that's worth $100,000. 
of these goat Casanovas. So I want 200 of them on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Ass high. Ask Kamala. She'll know. In many cases, the Houthis are more concerned about uh, getting weapons and capabilities and attacking ships in the Red Sea than they are about helping to look after the Yemeni people. And none of this was on the mainstream news. ABC, NBC, CBS. None of this was on. I got it because I have to watch the so-called press conferences, which are pathological lies. And that leads me to what is on the news. E. Jean Carroll. It's on all three TVs here in Studio Xanadu. Democrat-free area, which is the only way I like to live. All three TVs. E. Jean Carroll. So we exposed what kind of a lunatic, lying, scumbag crackpot she is. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which, the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. But I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Maybe she means the hooties. That's what they call a honeymoon. She might be on to something. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm -hmm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. Now, she was on with Gloria Vanderbilt's little girl. She was on because when she made the allegation, it had happened in 96. And the statute of limitations had expired. But the New York Democrats scourge, which are very similar to the Chicago ones, only they're not all named O before their last name. What these ones did is actually changed the law specifically for Donald Trump. So this must be just an anomaly. She has to be credible. I mean, she couldn't be insane. I call it the mouse house because some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Tversky lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And on that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs. Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Bloody. Now that one we can't say because it's one of the seven words. So I'm trying to think of a word that you could get a picture on. Let's call the dog, which she named after a word we can't say on, on radio. Let's call the dog Nipples. So she named her dog Nipples. And her dog's name is Nipples. And her mice, she named the mice too. Because she lives with mice in her tenement that used to probably be expensive. I'm sure she, she wasn't always this insane as she is today. So she's got a couple dogs, one of them named Nipples. And Hepburn. The streams and the rivers were dry. And I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue to indicate that there was once a river here. And She's perfectly normal, Squirrel. Absolutely. I, I think her IQ is way above most people who vote for Chicago Democrats. Then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. I wish it was over, but it's not. Oh, my God. What's the best piece of advice I've ever given? What a horrible question to ask an advice column. Oh, my God. Hang on. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's so this escaped 
nut job is the one who is bringing up a former president on an allegation of a rape 27 years ago. This is it. And now I'm going to be lectured to by the office tramp, also known as the vice president. A person running to become the commander-in-chief who is admitting he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. These issues in terms of how we are doing on a daily basis and how our democracy and our country is doing are inextricably linked. That 43% of Americans who designate themselves as non-party affiliated is going up by the second because the beauty of this imbecile Joe Biden and his cohorts of corruption, the Marxist mafia he refers to as an administration, is they have delegitimized themselves for eternity. And by the time this fraud is where he should be out of office, there will be no one of any character or integrity that will admit to supporting these frauds and scallywags. You obviously can't change the president's age. So what is your plan to try and change this perception? How well, do you do that? I'll tell you the reality of it is, and I spent a lot of time with President Biden, be it in the Oval Office, in the Situation Room, and other places. He is extraordinarily smart. There's something he's never been called, ever. Back in the 80s, when we found out he completely fabricated his entire legacy of his college years and plagiarized every speech that came out of his mouth. We just laughed him off. But now in the year 2024, this is the acceptable standard for the Democrat mafia because the reality is they have none. Let's go a little local. Here's Brandon Johnson when he was fat and just a communist apparatchik of the teachers union. Convincing our members to wear a red T-shirt on Friday was a task. It took us a year to convince CTU members that it's okay to associate yourself with labor. The baby socialists would just wear the buttons, right? You know, we got to, you know, start them off, you know, <laughs> gently. And so eventually they started putting on red T-shirts. And so building that, that sense of consciousness admitting that he's a communist admitting that he's an enemy of the principles of americanism proving now today that he's a fraud and a thief how did you afford sixty five hundred dollars soup but not your water bill bust out you have a local government the city of chicago subsidizing um, the infrastructure of a crisis that's being caused by a governor in another state i'm frustrated as well now, he can't understand, because I don't think he can read, that the governor of Texas is simply sending the illegal usurper, the illegal immigrant, the one who refuses to follow the rules, probably because they're educated like a CPS student and only five out of 100 can read. However, what he's doing is sending them to areas in this country that designated our immigration laws Null and void. They're called sanctuary. There, there, over 600 buses have arrived in the city of Chicago since I've been mayor. We didn't call for those buses. And the governor of Texas sending buses to the city of Chicago. See, Squirrel, I'm convinced this illiterate moron, pretend teacher, real communist, he doesn't understand what the word sanctuary by definition means. He certainly doesn't understand that it means you get exactly what you're going through right now. Kind of like the constituents who have voted Democrat and watched a once great city devolve 
into a third world area. I go to create chaos in this country. He's only sending those buses to democratically ran cities. Mm -hmm. It's an intentional attack against the country. He is attacking democratically ran cities and particularly cities that are being led um, by black leaders or leaders of color. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that? What is, what? See, this is something that overwhelms the conversation, because otherwise we'd realize no matter what color you are, you clearly suck at doing your job. Not only that, I don't care what color you are. I also can identify corruption. And that follows kind of your political agenda, doesn't No matter where it is, even in Georgia. Information coming out tonight about a special prosecutor in the Fulton County election interference case accused in a court filing of allegedly having a romantic relationship with the D.A. That motion filed by a... Are we supposed to grade differently because they're people of color? Are you supposed to have lower standards? Well, that's what Democrats do, right? So this is normal. But we in Chicago know this took place even when the white Democrats were in charge. Because irrelevant of color, you're all either incompetent or corrupt. Defendant's attorney seeks to have both the special prosecutor and the district attorney removed from the case. Investigative reporter Zach Merchant is joining us now, uncovering new records showing how much Nathan Wade has been paid for the case compared great, to others it. assigned to it. So, Zach, what did you great. find here? Yeah, guys, the first off, we want to say we've been on this for a bunch of days now. The accusation that special prosecutor Nathan Wade had a relationship with D.A. Fonnie Willis is explosive but so far unproven. The court filing making that allegation. The vacation where they blew the money and all that. We're not going to pretend that doesn't happen. But listen to the money she authorized her boyfriend to make. The contained no concrete proof. So we're keeping our attention on the money and documents we can independently corroborate. We spent the last 24 hours looking through Fulton County payment logs and discovered records suggesting Wade was paid substantially more than two other special prosecutors on this case. Without naming him, Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis addressed the controversy surrounding special counsel. Why do they call her Fawny? It's spelled Fanny. And if you put a fat in front of it, in front of it it's funny. Fat Fanny. Counsel Nathan Wade, while speaking before the congregation at Big Bethel AME Church over Martin Luther King Day weekend. I appointed three special counselors, is my right to do. Paid them all the same hourly rate. They only attack one. While that may be true... Played them all the same hourly rate. In a church, but like every whore, she lied in the church. Public records obtained from Fulton County show the amount each were paid differed substantially. Records indicate the DA's office paid special prosecutor John Floyd's law firm, Bondurant, Mixon, and Elmore, close to $73,000 between 2022 and 2023. Special prosecutor Anna Cross's law firms, Cross Kincaid and the Cross firm, were paid a total of roughly $90,000 during the same years. Over the same time period, Fulton County records show the DA's office paid the law offices of Nathan J. Wade more than $650,000. What do you think, you're in Dalton? See, it doesn't matter where they are. Georgia, New York, Chicago, California... Even Florida, if the Democrats are in charge, don't own real estate, and don't live there. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We're in the midst of World War Three. 
Not on the news. The value of your dollar since this dimwit seized control of the office has dropped 20 cents. This isn't affecting rich people. It's affecting everybody. Them and they feel this way is when they go to the grocery store right. and their hardest at 72% say they're hit hardest by the groceries and 59% have a negative reaction. And who's who's the strongest one in our society right now? Government. Jobs they can never lose. Pensions that are attached to nothing other than a promise of corruption. And in the meantime, what happens to the campaign contributors who have driven up the costs exponentially? I call them labor extortion mafia members, the ones who are caught stealing from their own workers, the upper echelon of, say, the UAW or the Teamsters. A truck driver strike is having a major ripple effect on food services at public schools in Detroit. Parents have been informed. Now in six states, as the U.S. food Teamster truck driver strike is once again driving up prices and having ramifications that are not not broadcast on the news. How could this not be on news? This is a local news station in Detroit. This is national news. They're in six states driving up the costs of food in schools, which everybody pays. That the demonstration is causing a food shortage. 7 Action News reporter Tara Braddock has more on how the district is handling the problem to keep kids fed. In a message to parents, the school district wanted to let them know that breakfast and lunch will be provided to all students at all the schools. But they need to be aware that options will be limited. The full options are so terrible. I wonder why Chuck Gowdy isn't on this. Is he busy? Is he eating? Get out of Gene and Giorgetti's. Tony Riverside. Hi, Sean. Even though I get angry and depressed, I so appreciate your creativity. Oh. I think my favorite line ever now is the goat, uh, what did you say? Goat Casanovas. Yes. Casanovas, I almost lost it. The only one that's happy when they, when the, when the C-130 went down, even though they were on it, were the goats. I heard they were smiling. (laughs) Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do a little what happens when the uh, Taliban, I don't know, is this the Houthis? Is this the Taliban? Is it Hamas? Doesn't matter to me. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Akbar. Hamas members, 400 goats, all smiling. Kira, Indiana. Hey, Sean, thank you for revealing uh, Brandon's words there uh, on communism. I always knew that, but hearing it is like, wow. We find the obscure. I search all night for it. I love it. Here he was standing there. This is before he lost weight and he had the Marvin the Martian hairdo. He had, a, he had a little cleavage and his red communist shirt on, bragging about turning teachers into uh, soft socialists in the beginning with the button, and then they put him in the communist red by the end. Sean, that was wild, but I wondered if you saw the Hillsdale. This is from a couple months ago, a magazine that I get about Jennifer Pritzker, who was born James Pritzker. Yeah, the only one that votes Republican. Yeah. Well, he's got better legs than Penny. I think he looks better in Victoria's Secret than Penny, too. I mean, let's not let's not knock it. He's far more attractive than Penny. But, yes, it's a freak. Yeah. 
But he was born James Pritzker, who is now Jennifer Pritzker, and is considered the first trans billionaire. And that's why J.B. Pritzker signed legislation in 2019 putting gender theory into our state education. I mean, that's kind of being in the family. Kara, you know, to give them the credibility because they hit the loin lottery as billionaires, there's not a one of them that ever did anything to advance the wealth except for Penny when she was the Commerce Secretary. She expanded the wealth immensely. She lost a little bit when she pretended to run Superior Bank, and they scroogeed everybody. Another success story. Shelly Elgin. Shelly? All right, Shelly said goodbye. Teresa, Gold Coast, Brass Coast. Hey, Sean Braskos is out here. And regarding E.J. Carroll, I think she should be Hunter Biden's next wife. I think that would oh, be a match perfect. made in heaven. Yeah, they would finally Seriously. have something. I, she, finally, he could meet somebody that could carry on a conversation with him. Yeah. Exactly. How'd you do in the carjackings? You know, you see, this was Pritzker's block. The Chicago police are looking into at least three carjackings or attempted carjackings on the near north side last night. They happened at the locations on your screen within about 20 minutes of each other. Police say all involved two armed men who both were arrested near 70th and Wood later in the evening. One vehicle was taken. A passing car scared the attackers. Notice how she didn't say the Gold Coast or, or Pritzker's block. You notice that? Right. Because she's yep. an apparatchik. And the only reason Absolutely. they even caught him is because he had the guards out there. Otherwise, they would have got exactly. away with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, yep. That's why it's called There's the Brass Coast. at its finest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is, too. Did anybody yeah, ever definitely. find out? He wrote the check for the taxes when he originally cheated them by ripping the toilets out. He could have just said he broke them. Everyone would have known right. he just snapped them off by <laughs> squatting. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Looking back, was it a mistake to take them off of the terrorist list back in 2021? Just, like, consideration over these years? No. No, again, the previous designation was FTO, Foreign Terrorist Organization, which doesn't have quite the measure of flexibility uh, in terms of humanitarian assistance. And so a big reason why we delisted them literally on day one. uh What else did you do on day one? Hey, stupid. What else did you do on day one? Do you think it has anything to do with the massive immigration problem? I think it does. In the meantime, is it really Joe Biden? Nobody believes that. Nobody believes. I mean, after all, this is Joe Biden. For one, I think that uh, we uh, uh-huh. we began to. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, well, forget about it. In the meantime, I remember when Joe Biden was just a plagiarist and a fraud and unlikable, but an asset of the enemy's domestic. He was still an asset of the labor extortion mafias when he was young. I got tested for AIDS. I know Barack got tested for AIDS. There's no shame in being tested for AIDS. It's an important thing. I don't go for this idea of having the allowance of a significant increase, several hundred thousand people a year, to take regular jobs, particularly in the construction industry. When you have another 300,000 people competing to hang drywall, figuratively speaking, or to carry bricks up a, uh, you know, a stairway up to the 15th story of a building. Listen to the cadence of his speech. Listen to it all. And now, 
after he had the blinky, whatever's keeping him alive? Well, look, we're going to get a chance to talk, apparently, uh, after the fire station. So rather than, uh, by the way, anybody want a coffee? It's on me. <laughs> Completely lost his train of thought. It's phenomenal. Or to do a lot of other work in the construction area, guess what it allows the employer to do? Keep the wage, the wage lower. We have plenty of Americans that take those jobs. We don't have Americans who aren't willing to take those jobs. But the reason why the employers want this extra influx on a temporary basis, in my view, is it drives costs down. That's not fair to Americans. So you have to hold employers responsible in this measure here. Hold them responsible that they have to hire Americans first. It's in the 90s, Squirrel. Unrecognizable. You wouldn't even believe it's the same human being. Only if there's no Americans available for the job should we be promoting the idea of bringing in extra workers. How are you going to keep it from us being able to be in a position where you can manipulate the machines, manipulate the records? The one way to do that is I think we should pass a federal law mandating that the same machines with paper trails be mandatory for every federal election. I think we should. Oh, you don't want that now? Why don't you want that now? I'm wondering. That sounds like a good idea right now we have put together i think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of american politics and that's how you won and And you know what you also know you know you're going to win again you know it's kind of funny all these republican candidates in the primary are trying to beat donald trump i'm still the only person ever beat donald trump and i'm looking forward to do it again for the good of this country That's not creepy either. He sounds great, doesn't he, Squirrel? Just like he did way back in the 90s. Be mandating, mandating that we have a paper ballot with a standardized machine. Take back the streets. It doesn't matter whether or not the person that is accosting your son or daughter or my son or daughter, my wife, your husband, my mother, your parents. It doesn't matter whether or not they were deprived as a youth. It doesn't matter or not whether or not they had no background that enabled them to have to uh, become uh, uh, social, uh, become socialized into the fabric. See, he could speak better, Squirrel, but he was still stupid back then. Still stupid. Just spoke a little more fluidly. Shelley Elgin. Hey, Sean. I got to go back to that Jean Carroll person for a minute. Brilliant, um, isn't she? You know, she was. Oh, God. She was talking about her animal here, her mouse there, her mouse, whatever. And all I could think was, didn't I hear she had a tufted pit mouse in the house? Um, she minus, yeah, it's the type of mouse, and that's completely legal by the FCC. Actually, but, it's a type of bird. Oh, all right. Well, didn't know. But nonetheless, she just minus the mouse, and she named her dog that. The dog that chased the mice that she allowed to live there. She's perfectly no- normal. I mean, come on, Shelly. You would want to hang around with a girl like this, wouldn't you? I call it the mouse house because some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Taberski lives in the bedroom. This is my shit. So from what I can gather from this nonsense is that not only does she live with mice, but she has one in the kitchen and one in the bedroom. And I have to I have to admit that I had a mouse on the stairs from the dining room to the basement. I trapped it and took it all the way to the back of the yard and let it go. Nice. Well, I didn't name it. I didn't keep it. No. And you didn't introduce it to a rubber mallet, which is good. Absolutely Thank you not. Thank you very much. Have a good one. I appreciate the call very much. Thank you. Uh, Rich. 
the forever optimist who still thinks Democrats want America to succeed. You got to love them. Rich, in the That's not my point. <laughs> All right. You got a lot of points. You start off with the same thing. Don't you think they want? No, Rich. They hate you. They hate me. I, they hate anybody who doesn't support their mafia or questions their scam. I understand that, but I want other people to understand that. But what uh, I want to ask you is this. Where is it written that you can't criticize somebody because of the color of their skin or their gender if they're not doing their job? And if they're and if they're using their job uh, for personal gains, can you answer me that? It's not written anywhere. It has become oh. a tradition of cowards, and right. and this is something that that is astonishing to me, because I'm lucky enough to be raised in the '70s and '80s when you weren't raised to judge anybody other than who they were. But back then, we right. could identify a lazy fraud, regardless of his race, regardless of the gender. There was only a meritocracy. See, we only really had a meritocracy in this country for a very short time after World War II. That's it. Prior to World War II, we had one. Through the the 19th century, we had one. But it got bastardized right around the Depression. And that's when the the American Nazis, the American Marxists, the American Socialists was rooted in very important places with FDR. May he burn in hell for a thousand millenniums, who not only cost America... Who knows how many hundreds of thousands of lives, but forever changed the trajectory of a government that was supposed to be built as a republic versus an overlord. And now they've capitalized on the bureaucracies in a bipartisan fashion that has happened all but a respite of 1980 to 88 and this last 16 to 20. Other than that, the bureaucracies have gained strength and power, none of which they were supposed to have as yesterday, a judge who knows nothing. Stop the merger of a multi-billion dollar business that would have been beneficial for consumers and the country writ large. But he said it wouldn't. And these are this is the same government that created an entity called the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that is littered with Brandon Johnsons, who don't use it to do anything other than crush banks and crush creditors. And it goes on, and we pay for it all. That's why you can't live in these areas or support these policies. And people have to wake up and understand what Democrats are. They are an organized extortion mafia. And that's why their media doesn't tell you about a food strike that is going across the nation, massively driving up food costs. Nobody cares, right? Donald Trump's accused of rape 26 years ago from a schizophrenic moron that names mice. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Before we get to the Nazis, leader of the Fourth Reich, Klaus Schwab in Davos, right out in the open, World Economic Forum. Let's take a call from Glenn and Oakbrook. Sean, that lady uh, with the mice. Yeah, I can guarantee you all these my all those mice have mail-in ballots ready to go. Oh, absolutely! Just like the ones in the key areas in Milwaukee and on Georgia and wherever else they need an electoral win after they shut the countdown for four hours. I like it, Glenn. Way to tie things together. In the meantime, Davos invited a lot of people, and I, I don't know if this guy was invited or showed up. He's the new leader of Argentine, Argentine, whatever. 
Today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is endangered because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me, no one better place than us, Argentines, to testify to these two points. Wonderful. That's a far better signal for a future than having Joe Biden, the dimwood in diapers, and the Marxist mafia, the most corrupt political party this country's ever seen, remain in control of anything. Craig, am I great with Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. You know, all, this, all that lot. Uh, my little guy's talking, too. Nice. Okay, so all these, um, you know, fascists in the, in this government with Biden and everything like that, they lied about, they lie about everything. Okay, they lied about the the, um, uh, the shots. But the thing with the uh, EVs and everything like that, I got buddies that worked in it. They got the EVs and everything like that. All the problems they got with America. A good opportunity because one of them told me like about like how he's saving the thing. I says you're not. I says during the uh, cover of darkness, you got the coal coal fire power plants running all night long to charge yeah, your damn you, car up. So in other words, at night. why don't you just talk to your kid, be that little baby in the background? Because anybody dumb enough to buy the tagline that those are magic holes in the wall or that they're somehow cheaper to run than gas cars, obviously can't do math or read. But my favorite part is at least now they're freezing their ass off where they could be. But they're still useful idiots. Just ask John Kerry at the Fourth Reich meeting in Davos. There has been a very, very clear policy, which regrettably has been attacked by people who are engaged in high levels of disinformation. They've been trying to scare people about the range of vehicles. So there's range anxiety out there. But in addition to that, uh, you, you've had uh, some pullback because communities aren't moving fast enough to give permitting to deploy some of the renewables that we need. So. You want to talk about the 300 guys stuck in Oak Brook right now with their $109,000 popsicles that they pretend is technology? 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I believe when we're through the American Dark Ages, which hopefully will last... Shorter than the Soviet Union lasted in Russia. hundred years from now when the students and the historians are doing the autopsy of the American Dark Ages, it will track down not just to the election of 2020, 
but it will track down to the release of the most efficient bioweapon released on mankind and names such as Fauci, Biden, Pelosi, and some other Democrat scallywags will go down in infamy of that of Benedict Arnold. I truly believe that. But I'm curious to know what my next guest's opinion is. After all, she was, at the time, the senior health care advisor to President Donald Trump. She's an epidemiologist, also the director of the Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. She is Katie Talento. Katie, what do you think? Will it be the greatest bioweapon and the success of government supremacy thereafter? When do you think it'll, it'll be given its birth date of American Soviet society? I don't know, but I'm just hoping Fauci ends up in jail. I mean, what's it going to take to get this guy in jail? He is so slippery. He has well, committed so many crimes, and he's just like slithering away, and the Congress is letting him. Well, here in Chicago, our oligarchs, our short-in-the-pants mafia members, they pretend to get caught, and they pretend to go on trial, but they never really go to jail. So I don't think they ever get a, get, go to jail eventually. After all, government gangsterism is the only crime that comes with a pension not a penalty or a persecution. And the reality is he admitted a week ago he made it all up. I made it up. The six feet I made up, the mask I made up, but yet here we are. And from what I understand from you is that these Democrat morons, I mean, uh, these Democrat areas are going to implement another mask mandate? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like already hospitals are starting to require masks again which means, you know, you can't go to the ER without masking up. I mean, really, it just gets back to we all have to stay healthy. That's really the only solution here. Stay healthy, stay away from doctors, eat well, exercise, you know. Well, security blankets are the, are the vice of the, uh, the stunted intellect, the sophomoric juvenile mentality. And that's really what this mask is. It's a safety blanket. It doesn't do anything, and everybody knew it, not to mention – um, they're filthy. They look filthy. The people look filthy. They don't look like they're sophisticated or enlightened. And, you know, I used to laugh when the vast majority, when I would go back to Chicago and they'd all have it on, I laughed at them. But I found them to be badges of simpletons. Isn't that the way we should look at these things now? I think that's right. I mean, I certainly appreciate when someone's wearing a mask because it, it's a fantastic flag to me that, like, somebody is mentally ill and I should stay away from them. But I, I think it's important that we remember that the Cochrane Collaborative, which is a probably the number one premier global set of scientific consensus building experts who, who every, you know, they, they basically bring all the scientists together and they evaluate all the literature on a given question. And when they say what the literature says, it's probably the most definitive answer that sort of Science Inc. has to offer. And the Cochrane Collaborative actually evaluated all the mask literature and came out and said, yeah, it does, they, don't, they don't do anything. We can't say that they stop transmission or reduce transmission or interfere or help anyone's health in any way. Now, I listen to a lot of, um, a lot of never-Trumpers, a lot of people who um, have, a, have a tendency to be so poisoned with the derangement syndrome of Trump constantly bash him i like to do it on a on a very specific level because i never liked the policies of donald trump when he would bribe campaign contributors i believe it's officially referred to to chicago democrats like Rahm Emanuel, or when he hired the notable alderman gangster ed burke officially convicted of 13 felonies um just last month but when you you realize that trump was never perfect and i've never pretended he was yet he has a, a, a an inability 
to address some of his failings. And I'm wondering, I actually think he will later this year. I think after he secures the nomination, he will address the fact that he made some crucial mistakes and it will hover around the greatest bioweapon released on mankind. He will admit that he should have fired Fauci. He will admit he should have never went along with the ridiculousness, the mandates. He never gave cover to the to the warp speed, the experimental drug that has massive detrimental effects on society. Do you think I, I'm onto something, or do you think he, he, the other, the, the never-Trumpers are right? He'll never talk about it again. It's hard to say. I've never seen the president come out and sort of admit that he made a mistake in, in policy matters or you know, decisions he made as president. I've never seen him do that. I think, I think you're right. Your instinct is right that I think he is going to try to sort of pass the buck in some way, though. I do think he's going to kind of admit that there's an issue indirectly by throwing Fauci under the bus more than he ever has before. He started doing this um, at some point. I think it was during a town hall where he like threw DeSantis under the bus for having believed in Fauci, which I thought was hilarious and, you know, kind of like too cute by half. But I appreciated that he was trying to distance himself from Fauci, at least. So um, I think that might be the best we get. I don't know. Um, Well, I know you have his ear and I want you to tell him that's an endearing thing that he would shore up so much tremendous support. It would be overwhelming because people want to hear the truth. And the truth of the matter is, He fell into a rut where he wanted the approval of people who hate him regardless of anything. And I call them Democrats. And once you seek the approval of somebody who hates you, you're kind of taken off of your principles. And the reality is his instinct has always been to get rid of morons, to get rid of frauds. I am in awe that he did not fire both Fauci and that uh, woman with the scarf around their neck. who uh, and, and, And they came out later to ridicule him. Don't you think that He's going to be far more selective in his next term should he somehow win in the face of all of this skullduggery that goes on on Election Day. That he will, in fact, right these wrongs. And, 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 and I'm, I'm hoping he understands everyone wants him to address it, even the people who love him. I think you're right. I mean, we all do want him to address it. And, you know, those of us who love him want him to address it the most. But I think that... Um, I'm hoping that he'll hire someone like Bobby Kennedy to, like, figure out the public health system because he really, like, the, the problem is, and it's, it's, it's easy to sort of quarterback this from, you know, years after the fact, but at the time, I don't think, I think his instincts were very much against shutting down the economy, very much against listening to these people, but he had looming over him all these predictions that millions of Americans were going to die. And I think yeah. he had this sort of way, like, I don't want to be the guy that, that screwed this up and causes you know people to lose their lives that is judged in history as having screwed this up, screwed this pandemic up. And we didn't know what the right thing was. I mean, I wasn't there but at that point, but we didn't know what the right thing was at that exact time. And so it's really hard to know, like, was 15 days okay? Was was that our? I mean, I remember being shocked when we were going to shut the place down for the economy down for 15 days. It was like unheard of, and then it turns into 30, and then it's forever. And so it's just like I think he, you have to put yourself in his position in those moments, um, not with the knowledge that we have now that like actually this is kind of just a cold yeah. and it was all a scam. 
Well, I did put myself in that position, as I always try to do with everything. And I watched something that, else, that, that I found to be a silver lining. And that is the fact that, that people who were very opinionated, such as myself, they pro- practiced a f- form of secession by feet. And they moved. And you have a massive, massive influx of earners and producers from New York, New Jersey, Illinois, California that moved to free states. And I think in there is a double-edged sword because it's great for those states, but it's bad for the overall picture as these mafia, these totalitarian mafia neighborhoods grew and took over states like Chicago and Illinois. The reality is, do you think there's still going to be a pushback once they double down on stupid and practice the mandates and the vaccine and ignore the, the actual fact of, of history itself? Yeah, I think people are really done with it all. I mean, I'll tell you, I have a grandkid in daycare, and my grandkid had a runny nose, and they put a mask on him. And I, I mean, I, I pitched a fit. Like, we will not have this happening. And I think that most people are just ignoring, you know, the new pandemic that the WHO is trying to manufacture and, and that Fauci is talking about. And, you know, nobody cares. Nobody, like, nobody is compliant, as far as I can tell. I, I, nobody's even talking about or even believing any of this. Like, is anyone scared? No. Yeah. And I think that they've, they've really lost the plot. And, um, and they totally jumped the shark. And the, the, the TV show is done, you know? I hope so because the reality is I see the 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 um I see kind of where the future is going to go and if he gets into that corner again I'm afraid he'll pretend he was right again rather than admit exactly what happened and how he would change things and if he just made that little tweak how many people he would then get over to his side because the other silver lining of Donald Trump and what we've all lived through as I call it American dark ages is that 43% of Americans now proudly declare themselves independents. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And once he gets out of these these open sewer of corruption states light, like New Hampshire, where you don't have to declare, and you know Democrats go in and they vote for Nikki Haley because she's the corporatist fraud that'll line everybody's pockets, I think uh, the, that 43% wants to support him. And I'm hoping he, his instincts gravitate towards that and he doesn't have such a a jaded outlook because the reality is he's under a tremendous onslaught now as you see this dingbat e Jean carroll and the way that the the democrat system changes the rules of the statute of limitations and the democrat judges i think there are a tremendous amount of americans that see this persecution and want him to get in the position i'm hoping he recognizes how to do it with that integrity we all hope he has I hope you're right. I mean, I, I certainly want him to win. And I, I think the, the, the best way to tell that he really knows that there were uh, some mistakes made will be that he does it totally differently if, if we are facing this type of problem in another time during his next administration. Because he will, I think that would be the best um, example of, of him learning. I don't think you should hold your breath hoping that he's going to, like, you know, mea culpa, anything, because that's just not his style. Well, but one I think of the, he has learned. One of the things that, you know, is happening and in, in, in to a great success to a certain extent is like your organization, the Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. The reality is these entities were in the, in the shadows prior to Obamacare. The fact that Obamacare is a massive failure. An absolute and total failure, not just destroying the health care in this country by 50% of hospitals and 50% of doctors, but driving up costs 400%. There is always an outlet, a silver lining. Now, it may be slow at first, 
But the facts are ultimately undeniable. And I think people are getting sick and tired of it, even though more and more people are on the dole. I think ultimately they're going to have to admit the failures. And I'm wondering, do you think that censorship in this country will live forward for the next year as the facts of the mask being fraudulent, of Fauci testifying before Congress admitting he made it up, or the fact that the mRNA vaccine is an unmitigated failure? Can they keep a lid on it, in your opinion, for the next nine months? No, I don't think they can. I think more and more people, I mean, the news about the vaccine side effects are starting to go mainstream. And, you know, you're starting to see mainstream outlets talk about it. You even seeing the New York Times admit that the school closures caused massive learning loss. I mean, I don't think this you can't keep this under the lid anymore. It's definitely mainstream. Well, that's the silver lining, right? I mean, that's what spawned your company, which is growing by the day, um, because people are, can't pay the 2600 2500 2400 Companies can't afford it. Companies are now closing. So there's always a silver lining in a country that's rooted in alternatives and freedom. I'm just hoping we can grab onto it. And what I see are people that fled these totalitarian corrupt states and shoring up the freedom of these other states, be it Tennessee or or Florida or Texas or the rest of it. Are you seeing a lot of that too? Are a lot of your new um, customers coming from those states to circumvent the yeah. failures and corruption in, in healthcare? I mean, yes, our growth is happening. Um, there are certain states where, and they're the states you'd imagine, where we have far more members than other states. Um, and we have far more freedom in those states. They're, they're like hardcore, hyper blue states that are trying to persecute healthcare sharing ministries and deprive their citizens of their religious liberty and ability to freely associate and exercise their religious beliefs through healthcare sharing ministries. Those states are getting sued. And, you know, I, all we can do is hope that, um, that justice wins out and that our constitution holds in these deep blue uh, geographies. I, I'm nervous, just like you are, about the migration of the same, you know, to 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 the red states and the free states because we're becoming more and more of the segregated society in in like sane states and insane states. And yeah. I don't think that's sustainable. We won't share the same culture and same values, and we're getting pulled apart. Oh. And so I'm worried. Well, I don't know. I kind of embrace it because we never really did anyway. And, you know, as somebody who grew up in an area that devolved into a third world, it was it was refreshing to get out. And it's hard for the people you leave behind and people that can't. But the reality is it's obvious and it's undeniable. It's kind of like Obamacare failure. It's undeniable. And, and, and in there is is the silver lining. And that brings me to my next and last point with you. Congress, to me is ridiculous and feckless. This new speaker is a lot like the last two that were removed. The reality is they're going to go along to get along. And don't you think sooner or later they're going to learn in this year that they need to stand up for the principles the people want? Can they afford to continue to write the blank check at the disgust of many, many constituents? I mean, the only thing I can say is that we have a one-seat majority right now. And you can be sure that there are a few Republicans that are going to vote like Democrats, because we always have those. And so that gives us no majority. And so, I, you know, the Speaker of the House is the absolute worst job in Washington. I don't know why anyone wants it. And it sort of makes me suspect anyone who would want it. But oh, I would. I, I, know, would love I don't know it. what Mike Johnson could do. Like, he's got a group of people who are cowardly and can't act in concert. The way Time to be a man. Time to be a man, and you've got the check, and stand up and say, I'm not giving you five cents. Not only that, I am amazed at the literally hundreds of people that know Joe Biden couldn't get a job as a security guard anywhere. Can't get a job anywhere in the country. 
and they're pretending this idiot's legitimate? He's unfit. He's unable. Why are there not doctors stepping up? Listen, the guy clearly has a mental capacity problem. Are you shocked that, that, that there's no pushback on his inability to speak anymore? Well, I mean, we just saw the, the doctors, which are like a medical, you know, modern medicine is a religious group think cult. And, you know, why on earth after they lied to us and, you know, we're a bunch of zombies about COVID, would they now take on Joe Biden and his health status? Like, no, these guys are crazy. They're leftists. They're cowards. They're part of a cult. They, they're unscientific. Um, and so, like, no, we can't trust doctors. We can't trust uh, the establishment to, to do the right thing. I guess we're lucky. E. Jean Carroll could clearly get elected to be the president among the Democrat Party. In the meantime, what I love is that there are people from time to time who work in government, even though it's a short period of time, that have integrity and character and understand the principles, such as yourself. Katie Talento, thank you as the executive director of Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries. What is the name of the site so my people can check it out and maybe stop paying twenty five hundred a month for the bronze plan? Yes, they should. It's um ahcsm.org, Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries.org. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Katie. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. I don't know. What, what's just still, oh, still about Trump's trial and the judge yelled at him? Still. Iran fired missiles at what it claimed were Israeli spy headquarters near the U.S. consulate in northern Iraq last night. The U.S. condemned those strikes, which heightened regional tensions as Israel continued its attacks against Hamas militants in Gaza. NBC's Richard Engel reports from Jerusalem. Well, wait a minute. They're in Davos. Right now, the oligarchs around the world, world governments are in Davos. They must be working on something important. But I will tell you unequivocally that uh, President Biden, I think, has done an extraordinary job of holding people together in the midst of a very complicated period of time, perhaps as complicated as any of us have seen. Really? His own? It really is. I mean, you morons. On day one, he takes away the designation of the Houthis, which are right now bombing our boys. They weren't terrorists. Now they are terrorists. That's what failure looks like, Democrat style. Greg and Lagrange. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? On that break, on that news break alone, talking about going after the banks because they're ripping off Americans. Thirty dollars for overdraft fees. Yeah, thirty dollars. Crazy. Yeah, and this administration's raising uh, is raising inflation, which is ripping off every American. And then that's followed up by Illinois congressmen talking about how they have to protect the voter. Because of all these problems with the uh, cost and the, and the migrants coming up. But who are you so playing it's a to? Clown show. Who are you it's appeasing? It's really it's quite brilliant, Greg. If you take away your anger for just a minute, it's quite brilliant. You're not. You're ap- you're appealing to people who are bankrupt, and they're not understanding they're bankrupt because of the cost of inflation and the government policies. Now the government looks like the champion of the poor rather than the creator of the poor, which they are. You see, it's brilliant. It's how you lull people into low standards, like Democrat areas. When you have no standards, this sounds good. After all, you just bounced your check. And you're not interested that the dimwit you voted for cost you 20% of your buying power because that's, that's econ 101 and a half. And when you're dealing with Democrats, you're not even through 101. So it's really quite brilliant. It's mediocrity 
and teaching people to get along with it. That's how you have the Chicago public school system that has produced five out of 100 kids that can read, and they still pretend they're helping them with their education as they take away your options to leave the schools. Brilliant. Yeah, what's amazing to me, too, is if you watch Dr. John Campbell on YouTube, he's going through the whole itinerary of the WHO trying to set the standard of what the response will be for everybody around the world and then talking about this new disease X that they see coming or could be coming sometime soon to a, a country near you. Yes. It's completely fear-driven, just trying to bring people to the basic edge of their sanity so they can come crawling back for the yeah. aid and assistance of their big government. And it's terrible. This is, but it, this is not just a fight for us. It's listen, a fight for our kids. Democrat regimes, be they local, state, or national, are not for people that think. They're not. They're appeasing to the fools. They are the Pied Pipers of mediocrity. And that's why they succeed and people wallow in failure. And that's how you destroy areas. And when you think about it on a national stage, at the World Economic Forum, they are going to champion somebody that we now know has misappropriated $400 million of aid money. Right now, last week, $1 billion of weapons is missing from Ukraine, and now this oligarch frontman is going to lecture us. In every Russian missile, there are critical components from Western countries, dozens of components in every missile, and it's true. It's- well, maybe it's your government that steals our weapons and sells them on the black market like they steal our money like your top seven government officials that have appeared in Europe with bags of cash. And this scallywag whore, instead of appearing in prison, is now lecturing us, the West, from the World Economic Forum. He doesn't even have a country. He already annihilated 400,000 of his fellow countrymen. Not to mention, it doesn't exist. It's bankrupt. It exists out of our charity. And you're going to lecture me, you comedian? Facts. And of course, I'm grateful for each package of sanctions. Thanks, partners. Thank you. And but- those sanctions are circumvented by Ukrainians. That's my favorite part, as the one hand doesn't know what the other hand does. Just like in the municipalities, where the vehicle stickers are $200 and the guy who collects the money steals it, like in Chicago. Same thing, different accent. Thank you very much, Greg. I hope I didn't help your uh, bald spot any. But it's the fact, Jack. And that's the funny part. You're going to get lectured to by failures and frauds. Marxists and communists. This is unconscionable. We've seen police stations saturated, volunteers stretched thin. With all of that said, will Chicago continue to be a welcoming sanctuary city? Now, 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 just the verbiage. What do you mean welcoming? Here's, is it welcoming on the Gold Coast? In another case, and they gave up. In another, they left the car behind because none of them could drive a manual transmission. That's the best part about it. In the meantime, where is it welcoming for Chicagoans? You're not welcoming. You've nullified immigration law, which is why the cartels have a massive presence. The gangs are running rampant. The drugs are fluid. It's the only market in Chicago growing. And in the meantime, we're going to pretend that they're welcoming rather than corrupt and nullifying immigration laws. Yes. Um, Look, during difficult times, sometimes there are individuals... um, uh-huh. who feel the pressure, and sometimes our values um, are called into question. We're the city of Chicago. And you're bankrupt. 
In fact, you pass budgets, you steal money, and you need a bailout. And that's all you're doing. You're not fooling anybody. But you are. You are fooling people. After all, they're educated in your school system. Convincing our members to wear a red T-shirt on Friday was a task. It took us a year to convince CTU members that it's okay to associate yourself with labor. But the baby socialists would just wear the buttons, right? You know, we got to, you know, start them off, you know. <laughs> Until they're full mafia dance, mafia members, where they'll go along with your bald-faced lies and your stupid hair, though. Mayor Johnson, the black aldermen, the black women in this city, you will stand for the black citizens of Chicago. No, he isn't. You're, you're not the flavor of the month now. You're not where the money, where the bread is buttered. It's the new. It's the new immigrant. After all, that's the bailout for the federal government. You heard him. You have a local government, the city of Chicago, subsidizing... Um, the infrastructure of a crisis that's being caused by a governor in another state. What, what about before the illegal buses came or the illegal aliens came on buses? What were you doing then? You were subsidizing your socialist Marxist teacher union that was producing illiteracy. So you're not really interested in fixing anything. In fact, you're interested in building an infrastructure of morons so that the Democrat mafia has a long legacy and doesn't understand exactly how they're being cheated come socialize into the fabric of society it doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society the end result is they're about to knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe shoot my sister beat up my wife take on my sons so i don't want to ask what made them do this they must be taken off the street unless we (laughs) same guy squirrel this is when he didn't like criminals now he needs their vote do something about that cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them, born out of wedlock, without parents. Madam President, we have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not. Sounds like me, squirrel, doesn't he? mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them they are beyond the pale many of those people i remember being pilloried by my colleagues on the democratic side at the time uh, for suggesting that there be mandatory work requirement for anyone receiving welfare we just heard our our good friend from north carolina not even the same guy this is when he could go to the bathroom on his own though Talk about the generational nature of this problem and how to break the spiral and so on. Well, uh, part of that is to, in fact, not just take people off welfare and put them on the streets, but put them to work. We must stem the flow of drugs into our border and across our borders. We've talked about a war on drugs, and we have cut, not increased, cut the number of people we, in fact, say, are supposed to be the ones at the bridge. See how better he was, Squirrel, when he could think versus now and what you're left with? For one, I think that uh, we uh, we began to... Uh... Uh-huh. Anyway, 312-642-5600. Broadcasting. From the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. 
560. The answer. See? Aneurysm or two, stroke or two, dementia or two. Policies 180 degrees from what they were when Joe Biden could form a sentence. But then again, isn't that the entire Democrat Party? I mean, after all, don't we have a czar? We got a czar, border czar. Here's right out of the Soviet Union. He says there's a lack of urgency in Washington on this issue. Does your administration bear responsibility for that? It is no secret for anyone that we have a broken immigration system, and it needs to be fixed. And You know who, it's, who that was a secret to? To Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton and Joe Biden way back in the 90s when Joe Biden could go to the bathroom on his own. Blocking the enemy from crossing the river into our territory. All Americans... Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. State of the Union, he's celebrating the passage of immigration laws. You know, the ones that the Democrat areas now nullify through sanctuary status. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring. By bar- See, they know the answers, Squirrel, but that's not where the money comes in or the phony elections. Oh, yeah, the votes that nobody wants to audit doesn't come in there. It comes in when you cut people in the scam. Do you think this is a crisis, and what is being done to address the root causes of our immigration problems? I think the segue couldn't be more perfect because, listen, first of all, everyone knows our immigration system is broken. Right. Okay. The first bill that we dropped, the first bill that we offered right after inauguration was to fix the immigration system. No, it wasn't. It was to spend a trillion dollars, and that's all part of your immigration. You need money. Because you got to bail out the Democrat areas. You got to bail them out because they stole the money. Whether you want to call it misappropriation or not, that's parsing words. I'm frustrated as well. There, there, over 600 buses have arrived in the city of Chicago since I've been mayor. We didn't call for those buses. And the governor of Texas sending buses to the city of Chicago to create chaos in this country. Yeah, but he also forgot, Squirrel, about the IRC. The International Rescue Commission, that is a front group that has been getting our money through Democrat policy. These are all important things, but who is he really talking to? He's not talking to people who want to solve the problems. He's talking to people who want something for nothing. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss $120. That's right, an extra deposit is coming to families, but it's only in one state. We also have new proposals that will end SNAP interview requirements. So that's for recertification, all the things, as well as your picture. So you know why you end SNAP interview requirements, Squirrel? Because in the actual law, that's when you interview them and you ask, are you a citizen or not? And now they don't have the interviews anymore. So now everything that Joe Biden and uh, Bill Clinton stood for in the 90s, gone. Offering welfare benefits to illegal aliens. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. 
great tip is a Marxist revolution starting in what used to be great cities. Now, third world that needs a bailout from other good people. He's only sending those buses to democratically ran cities. Mm -hmm. It's an intentional attack against the country. He is attacking democratically ran cities and particularly cities that are being led um, by black leaders or leaders. No, no, he's not. You guys are attacking it. And here's another little side note. All of the real estate investment firms that were unfortunate enough to believe that the Democrat Party was not a mafia organization, it looks like they're losing their ass. Talk us through B-Read. How, how bad is it? I mean, how much pain, you know, the worst loss ever, how much pain was it? It was stunning. I mean, look, they lost 0.5%. It was a 0.5% loss last year. Compare that to 2021 when the return was 30%. So that is a... You know what the difference was? Joe Biden, the Democrats, and the implosion of our great cities. Keep voting for... De- Keep believing Democrats are an actual political party versus what they are. Profiteers of failure and corruption. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. I said, it's hard to put your like finger on one. Me, so the nail was put in the fascistic coffin in Illinois. It really is. I think it's definitely Pritzker. After all, he was on, what, 7 or 17 hours of FBI tape with the convicted Rod Blagojevich. But the sad part is the was in motion long before Pritzker decided to pretend to have a job. Uh, it was Ed Burke's wife who went to law school in her 40s. One of her first jobs was a Supreme Court justice in Illinois. And now you have two Supreme Court justices who were financed by the very Pritzker I speak of. So where do you decide it became a fascistic European dictatorship? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, decades ago, or maybe it was just this last election. But one thing's for certain, it's the only state in the country to successfully infringe the Second Amendment. The good news is people are going to put up a fight against it. My next guest is one of those people. He is Luis Valdez. He is the Florida State Director of the Gun Owners of America Club. And he is constantly putting up a fight for your freedoms. Thank you, my friend, for joining me. How are you? My brother from another mother, it is good to be back on the air with you, and it is a shame of what has happened in Illinois, but I'm also proud to see Illinois residents giving the political middle finger to the governor and his political ilk by not complying with a draconian, despotic, unconstitutional order. Yeah, these are uncharted waters, however, because one thing is for certain, the fascists among us, the corrupt mafia, the government supremacists, have never been more comfortable misusing and abusing power that they weren't really given. But we see the kind of people that sit in the uh, prisons for years and don't have their day in court when they protested the most obvious election theft. You see the weaponized Department of Justice or Department of Injustice, however you want to view it. You see the corrupt attorney generals like Kim Fox in Illinois as she protects predators and uh, turns victims into useful pawns in her political game of justice for nobody. And the reality is 
if you are not in on the mafia, but you happen to be an Illinois resident who is a believer in the principles, there is nothing to say that this corrupt government can't target you and make you one of these examples. So what are the people to do who are trapped in these in these areas of fascism across the country, but specifically in Illinois? Well, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They have a couple of options, and one of those options is to do what you have done, is to flee to greener pastures, and my family themselves did that. In 1961, my family had a very hard decision. They either stay under Fidel Castro's communist dictatorship or they flee to the United States, and that's what we did. But some of my family stayed behind and took part in a little uh, beachside event called the Bay of Pigs invasion. And I know that there are a number of Illinois residents who are not going to abandon what their families have spent decades and generations of blood, sweat, and tears to build up in terms of assets, of land, of property, of wealth, of memories, of family connections. And I know that they're going to fight this tooth and nail. And one of the ways they're fighting this tooth and nail is through us, through Gun Owners of America. We, of course, are fighting this through the courts and trying to battle this in every legal method possible. But as I mentioned just earlier, you have a massive noncompliance rate of Illinois gun owners basically telling the state, F you, we're not going to comply. Now, from what I read uh, just the other day, only 1% of Illinois registered gun owners did comply. But the reality is the way in which the law is written and the contortion of, of, of the infringement of the Second Amendment, you have instant felons, in essence, right? I mean, you have guys that followed the law their whole life that are south of DuPage County, which is the last corrupt county uh, south that, that votes Democrat. You've got a large part of the state that was always conservative and Republican for the most part. But the fact is... Those citizens are technically felons to a certain extent. And what exactly is the rule? And what was it that made them felons that they weren't felons a month ago? Well, what made them felons is very simple. You had a duplicitous, unconstitutionally minded legislature decide to go against the Second Amendment, decide to go against numerous Supreme Court case rulings now that say the Second Amendment is an inalienable God-given right that exists to all men and women, no matter where they live in the country. And you have lawmakers that basically um, passed legislation that tried to strip people of their Second Amendment rights and make them instant felons. But the interesting thing is power because of the consent of the governed. And last I checked, there's a number of sheriffs, there's a number of police chiefs that are telling the uh, draconian gun grabbers in Springfield and in Chicago, we ain't going to comply, we're not going to enforce your draconian rules. You want to enforce this? Good luck. Uh, Hope you guys got body armor. Well, it's interesting because what you have, in essence, is you have law enforcement officers who are sworn to uphold the law on one hand, but they're also sworn to uphold the principles of the nation. So at a certain point, they themselves are in jeopardy of being prosecuted. And one thing I could tell you when you're talking about the, as I call them, the short in the pants mafia or Chicago Democrats, of which these judges and the governor is, they do not mind flexing their misguided abuse of authority. And I'm wondering, I was optimistic the Supreme Court would take this up. Didn't they punt? Did I misunderstand that? They punted on this in Illinois, didn't they? 
I don't think they punted on it. I think what it was is there was a procedural issue that it was supposed to go through an appellate court first, and uh, they tried to skip that and go straight to the to the Supreme Court. But at the same time, I also think they're looking for a circuit split because you do have um, a couple of different cases going on in different judicial circuits across the federal court system. You have a case going on in Maryland. You have a case going on in New York. You have a case going on in Illinois. You have a case going on in California. So I also think the Supreme Court is waiting to see where the different circuits rule on this before they finally take it up because they've done that in the past. They've they're, they're very slow. We want that. Of course, we would want them to take these cases rapidly, but we know how sometimes the Supreme Court is, and sometimes they move at a glacially slow pace, and they do it for their own internal reasons, but sometimes it makes sense, and sometimes it's very frustrating. So here's a fascinating fact. In Illinois, we have a revolving door Cook County system. The Cook County system in Illinois, I mean, whether it's carjackings or beatings or murders or rapes, whatever it is, and, and, and specifically when it comes to gun charges, these guys are picked up, these gangbangers, low-life roaches, picked up, they're put back out on the street in hours, some case less than a day. So when Cook County does that, has that become precedent? So when you're in these more totalitarian states and they bust a law-abiding citizen, will he, in fact, get that same treatment? Or is there a way to focus on the fact that, look, in Cook County, you're letting out cartel members and degenerate known drug dealers and gangbangers who are caught with guns, handguns, illegally. Not, not only don't they, they're, they're not registered, they're illegal. They're not FOID card members, not concealed carry members. Can maybe the Illinois citizens take advantage of the fact in these corrupt areas like Cook County, they let these guys walk and hope that they won't be in a cooler for three years? Well, if, if you're of the right political demographic and uh, you donate to these elected uh, conmen, the right way, and you're associated with the criminal organizations that back their campaigns, you probably can get away with it. I mean, it's not the first time we've seen corruption in Chicago. It, last I checked, Chicago and the state of Illinois has a, uh, a record of a, a motto of come to Illinois where our governors make our license plates. So, Scott, yeah. and look, we know how I was hoping to capitalize on the corruption in the prosecution itself as they release gangbangers and, 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 or as I call them, CPS honor roll students who are multi-time felons and multi-time get caught with guns and the police, you know, work in futility to try to protect who they can. But ultimately, there has to be some recourse other than waiting for a Supreme Court because um, this is just, in my opinion, a matter of time before you have examples like the protesters of the election theft who are just sitting in the cooler not getting their day in court. And I'm wondering, is Gun Owners of America... What is your success rate, and are you optimistic, and where do you see the best uh, way to challenge this? Well, we're optimistic in a number of ways. We think that there's multiple ways to fight this fight. One of them is through the courts, the other is through the ballot box, and the other is through the public street corner. One of the things that Illinois gun owners need to do is they need to become politically motivated and politically active. Our country was founded on the very basis that no one house to a king, that every man is their own king, that every man's home is their own castle, that there is no higher elected, that there is no higher class of nobility, and simply being elected office doesn't make you part of that nobility. And we as Americans, historically, within the last century to century and a half, 
we have given up our institutional God-given rights to hold our elected feet, collective feats to the fire. Yes. And we have done that through being peaceful. And look, I am not, we are not in any way saying people need to go out to the streets and, and rebel and rebel and burn and loot. And, but no. Americans we have need jobs. to be... Yeah. <laughs> well, of course we have jobs, but it's not even that. America, as Americans... What we need to do is look through our nation's history, and our nation's history is full of historical examples of how to do this the right way. And we can look at the civil rights movement. You had disobedience, for example, of unjust, unconstitutional laws. Every time you had a uh, black American in the Jim Crow South walk into a segregated restaurant or business, for example, they knowingly broke the law. They know they knew they were going to get arrested for it, but they did it anyways to challenge the law. And we as Americans, we need to go back into that. We, uh, I, there's this strange thing with the American right that they will not push the boundaries of civil liberties because, well, we're the law-abiding side. We're the, we're the this side. We're the that side. We back the blue. Well, look, as a 15-year veteran law enforcement officer, if a law is unjust, as Americans, we have the right to protest those laws. We have the right to seek grievances. And one of the ways you seek grievances is to peacefully and civilly laws. And we're seeing it right now. You have massive noncompliance. You have Illinoisans telling the state government, good luck. You only get to enforce this with the compliant population, and we're not compliant. Well, you know, here's another question I have for you. I mean, you have businesses, small businesses that have been in existence for decades, whether they're, they're, they're gun shops and they sell guns. And Illinois actually has gun manufacturers. What happens to these guys? What happens to them if they're making the gun that now has been deemed unconstitutional by the governor Pritzker and his Democrat Supreme Court. What happens to these businesses? What happens to these gun manufacturers? Can they still operate or are they, in essence, put out of business to with a slow bleed? How does this look to you? Because what do we have? We have like three or four gun manufacturers in Illinois, don't we? Oh, no, you have more than that. Look, um, just this this past summer, I spoke to one of your biggest manufacturers, um, uh, Rock River, yeah. Rock River Arms. I mean, they're they're headquartered in Illinois, and you know, I spoke to him and I said, "Look, are you guys going to comply? Are you guys going to resist? Are you guys going to move? What are you going to do?" And he and the owner flatly, flatly told me, "He's like, look, can I move? Yeah, that's the easy thing, but moving ain't as easy as it seems because I have to move my business, I have to move all my machinery, and at the same time, my employees have roots in where they live. They have family. They have yeah. jobs. They have." Uh, cousins, mothers, brothers, sisters, friends, they have homes, they have mortgages. What are they going to do? Am I going to leave them to fend for themselves when it's my responsibility as a business owner that, you know, they allow me to operate as a business because they work for me, so my job as a business owner is to take care of them. So, you know, they're not going to move. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They have to comply or else they go out of business. And But they are fighting the fight in every way possible. Rock River Arms, they're talking in, uh, with GOA to uh, uh, help donate funds, raise funds to fight these fights on the on in the courts. It, there, there's, again, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And every American 
has their own red line, their line in the sand, that when push comes to shove, someone will cross it. But that is up to each individual American. And again, we're promoting the idea that people go to cause violence, but we understand that when you have mass noncompliance, that is one way for the American population to openly rebel. And again, government only has power by consent of the governed. And eventually, we fully believe that the American people and the people of Illinois will be victorious in this. It's going to be a long, hard struggle. But then again, everything that's worthwhile ain't easy to achieve. He signed it in September. It went into law in January 1st. What is the timeline, the deadline of registration? I mean, when does it technically become where people have to decide if they're going to be scofflaws or if they're going to be felons? What, what exactly? Do you know that, that time frame for them? If I remember, I think the deadline was January 1st that they oh. had to register by then. But last I heard, and I could be mistaken on this because I know the uh, Illinois State Police has they've released multiple statements now. I know that they said something to the effect of, well, even after the certain time period due to Internet issues and massive noncompliance, the, we're going to waive, uh, uh, we're going to have an amnesty period for registration or the uh, Illinois Attorney General made a statement. I don't remember who made a statement like that, but one of them made something like that. But in the end, last I heard, it was January 1st that people had to comply with registration. <laughs> no, I'm but, hoping I'm hoping you see an uptick in membership because, you know, I remember when this first went on, there was an, an attorney, and he was if you were a client of his, you got the you got to to keep your gun. If you weren't, you were twisting in the wind. Is it going to be the same thing if they're a member of the Gun Owners uh, of America that they'll be able to push back? I mean, are are you actively pursuing this in court right now? Oh, very much. We are definitely actively pursuing this in court. It's. We're not just going to sit idly by and, and watch this happen and twiddle our thumbs. No, we're, we're fighting this tooth and nail in court because, again, it doesn't matter if you live in Illinois, if you live in Florida, if you live in Guam. As long as you're an American, you are in America, you have the right to keep and bear arms. It's that simple. See, that's what I love because my old neighborhood, you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned that they'll join the uh, gangster disciples or the Sinaloa cartel because those are the only ones that get to carry their guns now in Chicago, Illinois. But in the meantime... If you go to gunownersofamerica.org? Gunowners.org. Gunowners.org. All right. Gunowners.org. He is Luis Valdez. He is tireless. He puts up a fight no matter where it is, no matter what time of day. I love you for that, and I appreciate you always making time for me and doing this. Because you don't have to do this. You already fought for your country. You already represented the right side of law and order, and you continue to keep your oath, your family's oath, and the warning against communism and complacency. Thank you, Luis Valdez, for making time. Thank you again, and thank you for what you do on being a shining beacon of liberty on the airwaves and helping educate Americans. Thank you very much, brother. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. New proposal in Illinois. Let me get a Democrat to make the default voting mail-in, which is great for the Queen of Heaven. Lifelong earners and Republicans now, the base of the Democrat mafia, as the dead vote consistently for the Democrats. The radical Democrats are looking to 
literally destroy our country. And sometimes you wonder, think of it, open borders, people coming in from prisons, from jails. There's a slight difference. Do you know what the difference between a prison and a jail is? Not enough to talk about. Let's put it this way. Not enough to talk about, but they're coming in from prisons and jails. They're coming in from mental institutions and insane asylums. Insane asylum, that's a step beyond. That's Silence of the Lambs. That's Hannibal Lecter. Did you ever hear of Hannibal Lecter? They're being dropped into our country. Hannibal Lecter is coming in, lots of them. They're closing up insane asylums all over the world, not just in South America. They're closing them up all over the world in Africa, in Asia, in Europe, in the Middle East. We're bombing Yemen. We have a guy who's in charge of our war. I read about it today. He's using a laptop from his hospital bed. They couldn't find him, Secretary of Defense. And he's running the war with a laptop like a child would do, you know? Like a- you know what else would be a scandal in a normal country? The fact that Lloyd Austin, when he called 911, he said, don't have the sirens on. So he knew that he wasn't going to relinquish any kind of authority. Not only that, he knew he was going to put American lives at risk. And like every other Democrat, guess what? He didn't care. actually have newly released 911 uh, audio that's shedding light on the secret hospitalization of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Let me first show you the details from NBC News senior White House correspondent Gabe Gutierrez. Fairfax County 911, where is your emergency? It was New Year's Day, just after 7 p.m., when Lloyd Austin's aide called 911 from the defense secretary's home. Can I ask, like, can the ambulance not show up with lights and sirens? Um, we're trying to mm-hmm. remain a, a little subtle. Yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, usually when they try- Now, is that a Secret Service agent? Like the ones that went to Epstein's Island with Bill Clinton 50 times? Or the ones that went with... Joe Robinette, why are my socks wet Biden as he cut deal deals with Ukrainian oligarchs in bribery? Was that a Secret Service guy? Do they get pensions? I think they do. Turn into a residential neighborhood, they'll turn them off. In the newly released audio obtained by NBC News, the dispatcher then asks about Austin's condition. Did he pass out or does he feel like he's going to pass out? Uh, no. The Pentagon previously said Austin was taken to the hospital for complications following a surgery to treat prostate cancer about two weeks earlier. Doesn't matter. That would be a scandal in a normal climate. But when Democrats are in charge, you expect this kind of incompetence, corruption, outright treason. He's the defense secretary. We're in the middle of a war. And he wanted to keep it on the down low. Okay. Explains a lot. Cream puff, Jim. That's something you guys would have done. You'd have covered it up if it was old man Daly. How much stuff did you cover up? Like when the kid, didn't the kid hit somebody with a baseball bat? Or was that the nephew who knocked out the 99-pound kid and killed him on Rush Street? Which one did you help? There was two incidents there. One was in the country. Yeah. Right. That, was, that, was, that was dirty pool there. That, that, oh, yeah. Like good fellas but, with the shovels but the and gr- not the shark skin suits. Yeah, yeah but the, the grand old party's got a new boogie, man. Who's that? Georgie Sarah's move over, you got Taylor Swift on the horizon. Oh, I love I Taylor Swift. She, she made a billion dollars. What do you want to bet she hires the greatest accountants in the country not to pay taxes? She's registering more voters than anybody in the country at the moment. So, sure. uh, she, she, and she, she's, your, she's, she's really done, shooting done for your man. goal. A bunch of but girls that mail. don't know right vote from wrong. Yeah. Vote by mail. Vote by mail. That's their motto. Yeah. 
Taylor Swift, <laughs> rock the vote. Remember man. that scam? Yes, yeah. Well, you Democrats, you shoot for the <laughs> curb where you're gutter friendly. I love it about you. Really do. Jim in South Elgin. Hey, good show, man. Um, on the previous uh, segment, you are talking about the Donalds of America having people involved. Here in Illinois, only... Oh, we got uh, a bad connection. Are you in some third world right now? Romancing? No, I'm in my car. I'm on Route uh, 90. All right, go on. Go, go ahead. All right, go ahead. But anyway, so it's only 15% or so of concealed carry holders in Illinois are members of the State Rifle Association. Yeah. And if those numbers are up higher, we could use that to help organize and get people involved politically, but it's a low number. Uh-huh. And we got to get that to somehow increase. We can organize them and my... get our forces up. I told you, I, I'm not kidding you. In the, in the next generation, 10 years from now, the people who uh, came to this country because they fled third world hull holes, they will be the ones that save it. It will not be the short-in-the-pants legacy Democrats who have been electing mafia members to get jobs. They are not going to save this country. It'll be the ones who understand what it's like to live in the third world. By the way, you are an expert in the third world. With all of this migration, have rents dropped in the third world? Are you renting bigger and bigger apartments? Well, I have nothing to rent in those places, I couldn't tell you. But uh, they're uh, pretty expensive in the nicer neighborhoods. Huh. <laughs> it's like everywhere. It turns out to be just like everywhere. Thanks for the call. John in Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call, brother. Thanks for making it. Yeah. I'm always hoping you and your family are doing wonderful, my friend. Uh, yes, it's you know. All these, uh, you know, these Democrat mayors, they're, they're moron voters moaning like crazy about all these migrants being dumped into their sanctuary city. You know, Sean, why don't these, these miserable ingrates just be grateful for once that their mafia stepped up for them and stole the Arizona governorship from Kerry Lake? Could you imagine how many buses would be rolling in if they did not steal that away from her? Well, John, you know, it's interesting. They're playing this beautifully because no one now is going to look for the over $10 million that this this sophomoric socialist pretending to be the mayor with the Marvin the Martian hairdo, that he blew on the tent, let alone the tainted ground owned by the half-assed gangsters. Nobody cares now. Now you need money for the illegal aliens. So no one will look at all of the money that would make the mayor of Dalton blush. So it's a great play. The problem is there are still good people who understand what it is and are willing to expose it like you. And I love that. So, you know, hopefully people wake up, and I do think it will be the new arrivals who said, I just left this kind of third-world hellhole corruption. I don't want it to exist here. That's who's going to save you. Not the legacy, let me vote for a pension Democrat who sat idly by while the barely literate daily pretended to be a lawyer, let alone the mayor. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, did you just leave me 30 seconds so you cut me off before I finish? I hope, maybe 22. You're wasting time. Okay, awesome. So here's the thing. You know the difference between paper trading and, like, actually? What happened? Were you calling me from a from a, from an Obama phone? What are you doing there? I, I, you, the whole thing broke up. Start over. Not my point. Okay. So you're, you know the difference between paper trading and real trading? When you were first a clerk, you probably had a, a deck and you were paper trading. You figure out, I could probably do this, right? And then somebody backed you and you got in the pit. Kind of. Cadillac Jack Sanders actually let me put on trades. And uh, if they made money or lost money, he would square up with me. Cadillac Jack right, Schulte so, was a legend. Yeah. But go ahead. So, so that's, how you, that's how you got your toe in the water as far as trading. 
it's the same thing in politics, if you think about it. You know, people right now, uh, when they listen to you, they're like watching CNN or, or uh, CNBC and thinking, I could do that. But if you want to get involved in real politics and actually make a change, because it's the Supreme Court, if we could have won that, we would have changed a lot of decisions. That's why people have to get involved, your listeners, become precinct chairs. If you're listening to me, if you're listening to me, you're part of that ever-growing independent group of people. You're, you're, you're people who recognize the duopoly of corruption needs to end, and you're never going to cozy up with that dimwit in Aurora who wants to be senator. You're never going to cozy up with the idea that Ken Griffin's money should be squandered on the small few. You're not going to do that. You're going to want to tear apart a system that has legalized a pathway for bribery. You're going to want the elimination of PACs and, and, and massive amounts of open and notorious bribery. That's if you listen to me. And you're never going to buy the tagline that Nikki Haley or some other establishment whore is going to somehow right all the wrongs. Well, she became a multimillionaire while partaking in the fraud. And you will recognize that the states that go along to get along, like New Hampshire, which has an open primary, which means the scallywag Democrat mafia is going to go in and support Nikki Haley. Those states mean nothing. You're not going to want to fix a bastardized misinterpretation of a republic. You're going to want to reestablish a republic, and you're going to do that from high ground, where the state parties have some integrity. And they're just as disgusted with the corrupt Republicans as they are the mafia Democrats. That's what you're going to do. The future isn't going to be by bailing out these sanctuary cities. It's going to be by cutting them loose. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I have an idea on how to close the border. Uh, You have the uh, bully pulpit of the radio. How about just every time one of these illegals robs somebody, carjacks, passes a disease to somebody, or like what happened to me, I had three different jobs ousted by gangs of Mexicans. Yes, they were Mexicans from jobs I had, like in warehouses. Every time that happens, just, you know, play it over the radio and intersperse it with Biden saying, surge the border, because he did say surge the border. Of course he did. I, 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 I prefer to play the fact that the Democrats know right from wrong. They just choose to do wrong because it's within wrong. They get to hide the financial misappropriation that is the only bailout for very corrupt locations. I continue to play the Democrats that used to have some principle. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. Now, when I say some principle. I'm playing Bill Clinton, an intern molester and a notable rapist. However, when it came to policies, he knew what the American people wanted, and he actually strengthened them. He also reformed welfare. Far cry from these Marxist mafia members. 312-642-5600. Bill Clinton's a rapist! Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, the answer. I do miss some of the Trump policies. I really do. I miss a lot of them, especially when it comes to the economy. And you know what's funny? Everybody misses. Everybody, even the corporatists on Wall Street. It's true. I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA. When people say MAGA, 
they're actually looking at people voting for Trump and they think they're voting and they're basically scapegoating them that you are like him. Uh, and but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. And if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He's kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, China ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Now, why? Jamie Dimon is trying to walk the line because what he understands is that for his business alone, Trump was a blessing. Turns out for BlackRock, Trump was a blessing. This is BlackRock Real Estate Investment Trust. Talk us through B-Read. How, how bad is it? I mean, how much pain, you know, the worst loss ever, how much pain was it? It was stunning. I mean, look, they lost 0.5%. It was a 0.5% loss last year. Compare that to 2021 when the return was 30%. So that is a really, really striking difference. And it- That's the difference. You want to win or you want to lose. That's what this is about. It's simple. And then there's that other pesky part. It turns out he was right. He was right about the policies that he implemented. A child plays with a laptop, and uh, these are the same people that ran Afghanistan into the ground. You know, I was taking everybody out of Afghanistan, but we're doing it with strength, and we're doing it with dignity. We were coming out, and they were afraid of us, and they weren't doing anything. I spoke to the to Abdul, you know Abdul, the leader of the Taliban, And we had a rough conversation, and after that conversation, not one American soldier was killed for 18 months, and then you had that disaster by Biden where they took the military out first. No, you take the military out last. You get your... $80 billion of weapons given to the GOAT Casanovas, who have now destroyed the quality of life and killed thousands and thousands of people. Why? Because they wanted to live in freedom. And peace. See, when you also have to recognize, we're not facing countries, we're facing cults. It's the people in those countries that want to live free that we must support by eliminating the cults. And this idea that Joe Biden is an alternative is only given to you by people who do not remember the way Joe Biden was before the dementia. I got tested for AIDS. I know Barack got tested for AIDS. There's no shame in being tested for AIDS. It's an important thing. I don't go for this idea of having a lot, the allowance of a significant increase, several hundred thousand people a year, to take regular jobs, particularly in the construction industry. Several hundred thousand. Now we have several million. All people have to do is remember what a political party is versus a mafia. We'll be back in 21 hours to expose it.